Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, May 5th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The aviation industry took another hit on Monday as GE announced more job cuts, and Argentina debt holders doubled down on their opposition to the government's plan to restructure its debt. Plus, as the coronavirus pandemic rages on, for business, advertising costs have been one of the first things cut for many budgets. The FT's Tim Bradshaw explains why Silicon Valley is surviving the ad crash. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Monday was a tough day for the aviation industry. GE announced it was cutting 10,000 aerospace jobs, comes on top of the 2,600 cuts to its U.S. workforce last month. The worldwide economic shutdown caused by the coronavirus pandemic has been devastating for the industry. Carriers have warned that it could take years for the sector to recover. And so aircraft and engine manufacturers are scrambling to slash capacity. Airbus cut production by 35%. Boeing has cut its production by 50%. Meanwhile, in an interview yesterday, U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin wouldn't say when the U.S. would relax restrictions on international travel to Europe and Asia. Here's what he had to say on Fox Business. Do you think international travel will be opened up this year? Too, too hard to tell at this point, Maria. I, I hope down the road it is. Our priority is opening up the domestic economy. Obviously, for business people that do need to travel, there will be travel on a limited basis. But this is a great time for people to explore America. The GE cuts and comments from Mr. Mnuchin both came after a weekend where Warren Buffett said he'd exited investments in Delta, United, American, and Southwest Airlines stocks. The Berkshire Hathaway Group unloaded more than $6 billion in stock related to the airline trade last month. Here's what Mr. Buffett had to say. The airline business, and I I may be wrong and I hope I'm wrong, but I think it changed in a very major way. And, and I don't know whether two or three years from now that as many people will fly as many passenger miles as, as uh, they did last year. Shares in those four largest U.S. carriers all closed down at least 5% on Monday. Argentina has defaulted on its sovereign debt eight times since it gained independence more than 200 years ago. After defaulting on its debt in 2001, the country was subsequently locked out of international capital markets for more than a decade as it battled with bondholders over its unpaid obligations. And the country's on the verge of defaulting again. Last month, Argentina failed to make a $503 million debt payment. The country did launch an offer to restructure its $65 billion in foreign debt in April. Here are the terms the government laid out for the proposed restructuring. Interest payments would be delayed until 2023, and principal payments would be delayed until 2026. The government is also asking creditors to accept cuts to the face value of the debt, as well as its interest payments. But without buy-in from investors, including some of the world's largest institutional investors, any deal proposed by the government won't have enough support to be pushed through. And yesterday, bondholders doubled down on their opposition. The FT's Colby Smith explains. 
They've been pretty critical from the get-go, really, with the government and how it's handled this debt negotiation process. Monday's statement actually echoed previous criticism that we heard in recent weeks from the various groups. Now, they say that the deal as it stands is something that that won't fly. They believe that uh, to have a three-year payments holiday is not appropriate for Argentina's economic outlook and growth prospects. So they have a lot of concerns about not only how the deal came to be the the terms within. So right now they're standing firm and saying that the offer, which was put on the table back in April and expires this Friday, is simply unacceptable for them. And there's another deadline coming up, right, Colby? What's happening on May 22nd? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, Argentina has already missed certain interest payments on several foreign bonds. So when it missed those payments, it kicked off this 30-day grace period in which it could make good on those payments to bondholders or risk a default. So May 22nd is the date in which that period lapses. And so if Argentina doesn't have a deal at that point with bondholders, then it is yet again in default. Right. And and as we mentioned, possibly its ninth sovereign debt default. And today, the FT published an interview with Argentina's finance minister, Martin Guzman. He says his country would actually consider a default unless investors engage in negotiations. So if Argentina does actually go through with that end default, mm-hmm. what does it mean for the country, Colby? Yeah, no, it's a challenging situation and one, of course, that Argentina has found itself in the past. I mean, the big risk of a default is that, you know, a country is locked out of capital markets for a very long time as they sort through the situation. Argentina was in this situation not too long ago. It was locked out of capital markets for over a decade following yet another default. And so it has real risks here. And part of the administration's goal is to grow Argentina and put its economy on a more sustainable footing. In order to do that, you need the support of the international financial community. So there's a lot at stake if Argentina once again defaults. And I think everyone is trying to avoid that situation at all costs. Advertising budgets have been slashed as the coronavirus crisis puts a squeeze on corporate spending. But as people spend more of their time online, the pandemic is playing to the strengths of Silicon Valley's online advertising model. Tim Bradshaw, our global technology correspondent, has more. Well, surveys from places like the Interactive Advertising Bureau have found that three quarters of advertisers are expecting that this will be worse than the 2008 financial crisis for advertising. And we've certainly seen some of the biggest brands in areas like travel and automotive leave the market almost completely. But there is still an opportunity for those companies that can target consumers who are staying at home. And a lot of those are video games developers. There's also people selling via e-commerce. And then a lot of home entertainment services like Netflix or Quibi that are taking advantage of the stay-at-home economy. There's been an acceleration of a trend towards a particular kind of ad tech, the direct response ads. Can you explain what this is and why it's being advanced so much right now? Direct response ads are the kind of ads that you see that you click and you take an immediate action like buying something or signing up for a new service, rather than the kind of big brand campaigns that may make you think more favorably towards a retailer or some kind of product, but don't necessarily want you to go out and buy it right there and then. And so a lot of the original advertising on the internet and the most lucrative form for the companies selling them have been direct response ads. So something like a Google search ad, if you search for iPhone and Apple shows you something at the top of the list of results. Google gets money from that click and Apple can understand exactly how effective 
its budget was. And as online ads have evolved, so have the kinds of direct response ads that you can get. So you might see Minecraft showing an ad before a YouTube video, which would then get you to click through and play the game immediately. So as this kind of evolves, who are the main beneficiaries of this trend? And what does it tell us about the future of the ad industry? Google really invented and perfected the direct response ad with search, but it's Facebook that analysts see actually doing the best out of this because a lot of the ads that people would see on Google are when they're planning a holiday or researching buying a car or another big purchase, and people aren't generally doing those things right now. But Facebook can use its data to target advertising to people just as they're browsing through the newsfeed or scrolling through Instagram, but still get that kind of call to action that makes you click through and subscribe to a new coffee service or plant or whatever it is that people are ordering at home at the moment. So it's Facebook that's picking up a lot of the benefits from that. The other thing that's bringing a lot of these advertisers into the market is that pricing has fallen quite a long way because so many of the big brands have left the market. And so it's a lot easier to make money from a video game ad if you're paying $10 rather than $20 for a certain number of impressions and clicks. So Tim, we've seen Facebook and Google show strong results in the early days of the pandemic. They came out with their first quarter results just last week. But how do we see this playing out long term as this pandemic continues? Well, in a recession, any business like Facebook or Google that is completely dependent for all intents and purposes on advertising may be vulnerable. But I think what's interesting here, if they can use the advantage that they have in direct response ads to make a move that they've long tried to make, but not as yet really succeeded, which is to get those brand dollars, that's the next target for them to go after. And that's just going to make life even more difficult for traditional media like television, magazines and newspapers. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 